Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Welcome everybody to uh, another edition of Two Guys in a Mic. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. RP, Ron Pierce. Uh, unfortunately, today, much like the, the last episode we uh, put out, Big Sean will not be with us um, due to work and personal situations. Uh, our, our calendars just haven't lined up well enough for the both of us to, to do the show. However, uh, we still need to push content. So I'm here to, to try to uh, make that occur. Um, both of us are very, very busy here recently. And that's a lot of the reason why you guys haven't seen a lot of us is because it's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of of uh, information and a lot of content to put out. Uh, we collectively haven't been capable and we individually uh, individually haven't been capable. So, um, you know, we just got to get it in when we can get it in. And I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, going to push through some things if I can by myself, hopefully. You guys don't have an issue with just me uh, being here. Uh, and that it may be that way for a little bit. It may be that way for two shows, and then it may be me and Sean for seven shows straight, or it may be me seven shows straight, and then Sean can, you know, get in. But, you know, individually, the both of us have our plates uh, full, or as full as it can possibly be right now. So uh, shout out to Sean. I love you, bro. Um, nothing but love and I'm praying you know uh, profusely for you you know and and, and we're, we're we're all going to be okay um you know my work schedule has been crazy as well just give me you guys a little bit of insight um I don't know if you guys can tell or even if you guys knew but you know I'm uh, I've been working but I've also lost about 16 pounds, 16 and a half pounds. Uh, not because I'm sick. Thank God I haven't you know, been sick. I've literally just kind of changed the way I was doing things. And I've, I've dropped the balls. And I'm pretty proud of myself. And that's saying a lot because as proud of a person as I am, I rarely say that I'm proud of me. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself for, for you know, not drinking so much. Drinking was a part of my issue. So I haven't been drinking as much. Um, and however, you know, I gotta, gotta be, you know, we're doing a podcast. We're talking about it. It's like watching the game. We're talking about it. I gotta have a beer, right? Uh, it, but it's the overindulgence that has been uh, the issue. So I'm, I'm attempting to not overindulge and I haven't been. Um, and I've been a lot more physical and I've been, you know, doing a lot more physical work. Not necessarily working out, but I've been very much into the cardio per se. Uh, my job is a, a physical job. So it has allowed me to drop 16 and a half pounds. I'm a lot leaner, a little bit cleaner, you know what I mean? And uh, that's where we are. So that's just you know, a little bit of insight since we haven't been able to chop it up, haven't been able to 
to uh, see each other or hear each other, depending on uh, which medium you guys are uh, reaching us on, which platform you guys are reaching us on, um, because we're all over the place. But uh, let's, you know, as you guys can see, let's get into uh, one of the reasons, one of the, the, the many topics that we've been able to uh, talk about and have content to talk about, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Right now we are in our second game going into tomorrow's tomorrow night's game. We are in the second of our play in game to see if we can get this eighth seed. Um, and let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into it that in, in a minute. We'll talk a little bit about the actual play in setup and then we'll talk about the actual um, you know, how the Cavs have been playing, et cetera, et cetera, especially down the stretch, because it's been it's pretty important to talk about. So as you guys can see, I'm, I'm in full Cavaliers regalia. You guys who might just do the audio stream, I have on, you know, my Cavs shirt. I have on my pristine 2016 Cavaliers championship hat. I don't wear this hat that often. I know you guys may have seen me in it. And there's some people who might listen to the show like, no, I've seen you wear a hat before. I don't wear this hat that often. This hat is in the best shape. And I, I'm, I'm a hat guy, so I keep very, very good care of all of my hats. However, you can see, see the fold. I can still, yeah, won't come through. Oh, there you go. Still see the fold in the hat. It's no sweat and dirt and all that stuff. I do not wear this hat that often. So when I wear this hat, I'm invoking the spirit of championships. So I'm really willing and hoping that the Cavs um, will eventually figure this thing out and get into the actual playoffs. We're in the postseason. People keep saying the Cavs didn't reach the postseason. We're in the postseason. We're just not in what they would consider the playoffs until you start playing the one seed or the two seed or whatever, because there's traditionally one through eights in, um, in the NBA. So as of, uh, what was that, Tuesday? As of Tuesday, the Cavs lost to uh, the Brooklyn Nets, um, and it was easy to lose that game. It was easy to lose that game. You're playing against two of the better players that have definitely two of the better players that play in this era of basketball. But you're potentially playing against two of the better players in the history of basketball in uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. These two guys, and, and, and as I'm thinking about it, these two guys could arguably be top 75 guys. I don't know that there's much of an argument. You know, especially when you look at the tail end of those guys, Dame, Dame Lillard, Bubble got him. I love Dame. Bubble got him. Carmelo Anthony. Bubble got him. Anthony Davis doesn't deserve it. Just gonna say that. Kyrie 
I'll put it like this. If those are the top 75 guys, Kyrie and Durant better be 76 and 77. And I think that they're above some of the guys that got in. Just me. That's just me. So losing this game for the Cavs to these two Hall of Fame players or Hall of Fame potential players, it's, it's, it's not like, whoa, how do we lose this game? No, these guys are that good. Kyrie is that good, and he was in his freaking bag on Tuesday. I mean to tell you, this dude was in his bag. Gee, Monetti, this dude was in his bag. He was giving you every level of work. Inside, outside, you know, step. And when he's playing like that, I don't care. You could have put all five guys on Kyrie. He was hitting those shots. He was hitting those shots. It was going to go in. I've seen that Kyrie. You know, last time I seen that Kyrie like that on a regular basis, you want to know? Anybody can see that hat? Yeah, it was It was when we did this. That guy was in his bag, and there's nothing you could do. Back then, they were running, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, big Mouth, uh, donkey-looking dude from Michigan State. Uh, they running him, Adam, the best defender in the world. Didn't matter. Kyrie was killing him. He was killing Clay. He was killing Steph. He was killing all them dudes. Harrison Barnes, what? Killing you too. He was giving all those guys the business. And what I'm saying is none of these guys are bums when it comes to defense. All of these guys are decent defensively, too really, really good defensively, but it doesn't matter when you got the skill set that Kyrie has. And guess what? I don't believe that we have a guy on our team that has the defensive individual defensive skill set. And if you looked at the game, if you saw the game, if you saw the game, a lot of the shots that Kyrie got off was on some really good defense. It's over the outstretched hands of a 6'10 dude. Over the outstretched hands or or, or a, through a double tick. They weren't, it wasn't like these guys were just leaving them open. Kyrie was just in his bag. And I'll be honest, Kyrie's one of my favorite players. He's my favorite player in this era of basketball. And so I'm not like pumping the dude up. It'll sound that way. But the truth is, I'm just being objective because I'm a Cavs fan. He was giving them guys work like, gee whiz. You know, Garland went down right before the half and hit a, a big three pointer. Kyrie came right back. I mean, you know, he could have just let it ride. Nope, because he was in his bag. Bang. And I was I was like, man, this dude, I said, the, the way he's shooting, now he got to have a decent second half. And, you know, but that shot really just, I was like, man, we're not going to beat these guys tonight, especially if he keeps, uh, if he keeps this up. Having said that, the second half, I saw a, a decent turnaround. Um, I think Big uh, JB got into these guys a little bit, and they started playing a, a much better game. They could have laid down. The thing I love about this team is they don't lay down. I don't care. I know injuries have us in a certain kind of spot. We kind of limped 
down the stretch because of the injuries. Hence the, you know, the colloquialism of limping. Um, because we weren't healthy. So I know what we did when we were healthy. I know what we looked like when we were healthy. And that's just basketball. That's sports in general. Sometimes you're not going to be that healthy. But these guys are scrappers. They're, they're fighters. And they fought. They were down 16. Um, at one point, I believe we were down 20, 21. And we just kind of fought back. We got within six. We're really close. Guys just kept playing. Evan Mobley, I'll tell you what. I wasn't sure what your whole purpose was when you came to the Cavs. And you're showing that you might be, you know, the, the next coming of big guys in this league. Hopefully the guys can, you know, retain you and, and tuck you in. Um, aside from that, everybody else played well, man. I, I was really appreciative of how guys played. But when you're playing two guys like KD and, um, and Kyrie, it's just going to be tough to beat those those guys. I didn't anticipate that we would beat them. Um, we didn't. That's okay because we got this next game. It's game tomorrow night versus the Hawks. Now, let me tell you something for the casual fan or for the fan that doesn't really understand it. Superstars in this sport and in this, uh, this setup in the playoffs, superstars make this setup stars and superstars they make this so so why is that well basketball is actual excuse me the nba is an actual showcase of individual talent it's probably the best spot for an individual who's really good at what they do to showcase themselves Football is tough to have one guy carry a team. It's tougher, should I say. Doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean that we don't see one guy really be uh, as good as possible. But it's tougher. Baseball, it's a little tougher. Because you can have that one monster on offense. But if you don't have any pitching, it ain't going to make a difference. You ain't making the playoffs or you're not you know, going to get through to the, the areas that you want. You got to have a good balance, good teamwork, right? Uh, basketball is slightly different than those major sports. Because if you got that one guy, you got a Michael Jordan. If you have a Kobe Bryant, if you have a Shaq, God forbid you have a Shaq and a Kobe Bryant. God forbid you have a Shaq and a D-Wade. God forbid you have a Dirk Nowitzki. God forbid you have a Steph Curry and a Kevin Durant and a Klay Thompson and a Draymond Green. Just makes it harder for those other teams. You go back, look in the annals of, of the NBA. I got Magic and Kareem. We win it. We have, um, oh, and if you haven't watched, Watch winning time. That was my era of basketball. That was my era of, of Lakers. As anybody who knows me knows, I was a huge Laker fan back in the 80s. Um, I was a even bigger Magic Johnson fan back in the 80s. Watch winning time. It's on HBO, HBO Max. 
check it out. It's really it's, it's a really good entertaining uh show. But you go back then, those guys were good, and then you got the audacity to end up with uh a James Worthy. You got the audacity to end up with a James Worthy, another to me could have been a top 75 guy. Um and a James Worthy, I mean, excuse me, I said James Worthy, uh Byron Scott. You end up with these really good teams in the in the in the eighties of, of the Lakers. How would some of these other guys perform against them coming out of the West? It's gonna be tough. Elijah made one championship run before he actually won a title. That's how tough the West was. And Elijah wasn't no bum ever in his career. He had guys like Clyde Drexler who barely got out. Just got out in the nineties once Magic and those guys left. He had guys in the in the East that couldn't get out beyond Philly, who had a superstar and uh Dr. J. And then again, had the audacity to go out and get another superstar, Moses Malone, an underrated, under talked about uh basketball player, another all-time great, if you ask. The fact that he ain't a top 75 guy. I'm a, I'm gonna scratch my head on that one too. Um, so you got these, you, you got these stars and you have these superstars. These guys translate into winning and, and basketball. They just do. Guys like LeBron, when you have a transcendent talent, when you have a Michael Jordan, when you have these guys on your squad, they make what you're getting ready to do easier. So, why did I bring all that up? What does that even mean? How did I get off on that tangent? Well, when I looked at the playoffs and how everything is set up, I just said, man, as much as the coach matters and as much as the role players matter and having a good scrappy team, man, if you got a superstar, if you got a guy, you got a Tim Duncan that you can anchor your squad around, that guy that when it's time is going to make that championship play. That guy that when it's time to win that title, it's going to go make that block. A championship play. That guy that when it's time to win that title, is going to hit that step back three-pointer. You have to have those types of guys. And then you need guys that have that type of experience. And as I watched those play-in games, I saw both of those things playing out when I watched the Cavs game against Brooklyn, um, when I watched the San Antonio game, because I'm a Spurs fan as well, when I watched the Spurs game versus New Orleans, I saw the exact same thing that I'm t trying to translate to you guys right now. Uh, New Orleans had guys who have been in the playoffs they got a championship guy on their team with Valachunas. Um, CJ McCullough has been in a lot of play. When you get guys that get it, I know how to play on this level. Spurs really don't have that type of a player to offset that. So it's going to be tougher. And the Cavs didn't have that against Brooklyn. It's going to be tougher. So when I'm looking at this entire field for the Cavs, the four play-in teams, I said the Cavs have the least out of those four teams when it comes to Playoff ready 
and superstar ready guys. You know, um, Charlotte has LaMelo. That dude is electric, but he's young. So that was the one caveat I felt that the Cavs may have been able to squeeze past. I didn't think we'd beat Brooklyn. We didn't. The other problem in this and these four between uh, the Cavs, Brooklyn, um, Charlotte, and Atlanta is Trey Young is a, is a, I, I could bring up names. Animal Beast, a problem. He's all of that. This dude is a superstar. He's already carried his team deep in the playoffs before. He's already won games that his team shouldn't have won in the playoffs. This kid is a problem. The playoffs are set up for superstars. And that's why Trey Young does so well. When it matters the most, he's set up to be that good. And he is. This kid is that good. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. That kid is that good. So um, going into this game tomorrow night against the Hawks, there's a problem here. Houston. I know we ain't in Houston, but Houston, we got a problem. Why do I think we have a problem? Well, as I prefaced a little bit earlier, the Cavs haven't been that healthy. When we were healthy, this team was 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 actually pretty deep. And Sean touched on this. This is how insightful we are here on the show. Sean said this early, early, early in the season. We're fine as long as we stay healthy. But when we hit that injury bug and we all know it was coming, the Cavs will struggle. And that's what happened down the stretch. Sean was super, super, super insightful. I don't know uh, if he, you know, called the psychic hotline. I was talking to Miss Cleo. I'm not sure. But he was spot on when it came um, to that. He knew exactly what he was talking about on that. We were not that deep of a team. Um, I went back and looked at the one game because we're we're three and one against this team, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, over the course of the season. That one win happened early in the season when the Cavs were healthy. That one win came when we had Ricky Rubio as our starting point guard. That's how early in the season it was before he got hurt and before he got traded uh, to the Pacers. So that's how early in the season that win came. We need that type of – hell, we only had eight guys. JB only played eight guys that game. And one of those guys that weren't there, because you, you guys forget, um, Garland was hurt, so he didn't play that game. Garland actually right now is one of our better players. Sexton played in that game too. So again, this is how early in the season that, that was. And we won that game. I think we won by six. But all the games after that, man, these guys handed us our lunch. Like, like first of all, they took our lunch and gave us what was left over in pretty much every game since then. And, and one of the biggest bullies on that playground or in that lunchroom was Trey Young, superstar. We 
are going to have to figure out a way to contain this kid. Otherwise, we are not going to win this game. And I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm legitimately trying to walk us through the reality of this situation. We have to either completely stop this kid or find a way to neutralize it with somebody else stepping up. That's what happens in the playoffs. You know, superstar versus superstar. Generally, the superstars kind of cancel each other out. And then it's about the rest of the role players. And then you had that one uh, uh, significant moment or those two significant moments where the superstar or superstars kind of elevate and show themselves. You know what I mean? I'm not sure that we have that on this team as it's set up. That does not mean that I will walk away from tomorrow's game totally disappointed. One thing I know, JB will have these guys ready to play. You know, Bit gonna have them ready to, 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 you know, play good ball. So I'm, and nobody expected the Cavs to be this good this early. So I'm happy, regardless of what happens. I want the Cavs to win, but I'm happy. And there's another caveat to this. And I'm gonna get to that in a minute. I kind of touched on it. Y'all don't. Maybe you guys know, maybe you guys don't, but I touched on it a bit and I'll get to that on the back end because I still, as a winner, I'm a winner. I got a winner's mentality. I want us to win this game. Because being in the actual playoffs is even better than not being in the actual playoffs or being in the play-in. I'm glad that we're in the play-in, but hell, we could get in and play against the, the, the Heat, who's the number one seed, but I think I would honestly, I think we would have gotten swept by um, Boston. I don't think we'll get swept by Miami. I think we'll we'll give them a run four one four two ish, and especially if we can get Jared Allen back. So if Jared Allen plays tonight, and he's a fifty fifty shot for this for tonight's game, uh, later on uh, tomorrow rather should I say, he's a fifty fifty shot at this game. He's just got that finger that uh, I think is broken. But if he can play, and if he can play even remotely close, it'll give us a better chance. The problem is it's still Trey Young. Who's guarding him? I think you, you just throw everything at him. At this point, everything is a game seven. Cavs are playing with house money, but it's, it's all game seven. They put a coral on him, start a coral on him. Little Coral just kind of run and chase him. He's a little bit longer. He's a little, you know, Trey is going to be Trey. He's going to hit some of them shots, but you got to get a guy that understands. He's going to hit some of them. I'm just going to make the game harder for him. And that has to be the mentality. You got to bump him. You got to push him. Sometimes you even got to take a foul or so just to get into his mind. You can't let this dude just have his way. I think JB, I know his dad was a very tough-minded coach. I think JB is a tough-minded coach. We're going to find out a lot about JB in this particular moment. And I think the Cavs will play well tonight. I don't know if they're going to win, but I'm rooting like hell that we will. Um, go Cavs. All that said, 
Here's another reason why I'm not unhappy about where the Cavs actually are. I'm not unhappy that we're in a play. I thought we could have held in, held on to the sixth, uh, sixth spot without going into the play. We were there at certain points uh, down the stretch, but we were just we we're just too unhealthy at this point. Excuse me. Having said that, we're getting a little bit healthier. And nobody expected us to be in the sixth spot. Nobody expected us to be competing uh, to be competing at the fourth and the third and the second spot as we were at certain points in the season. We were competing for all of those spots at certain points in the season. Correct? Correct. Nobody expected that. So I cannot sit around here and assume a position of frustration. I want to see the Cavs win. I'm rooting for the Cavs to win. But I'm not going to be upset. Now, all is not lost if the Cavs lose tonight. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. As I mentioned, the one time that we beat Atlanta, we had a guy in our lineup who was really playing well and I think really brought something to this team. Unfortunately, he got hurt. So when he got hurt, Ricky Rubio, we finagled uh, Kobe Alton, Altman, sorry, finagled a trade to get Rick out of here and to land us, Karis LeVert, a piece that I think is going to benefit us going forward. I don't know that the Cavs brought in Karis LeVert for this season. I think they brought him in for longevity because I think he's a solid piece, especially if he can stay healthy. Um, but in that trade, we got a first-round pick from uh, Indiana. So if we win, it's a conditional first-round pick. Let me say that. So if we win tonight, and I keep saying tonight, but it's tomorrow because I'm doing this show in the middle of the night. So I guess it is technically tonight then, right? Yeah. So if we win this game uh, versus Atlanta, we go into the playoffs and that conditional pick goes, that lottery pick, it's a lottery pick because Indiana stump goes to Indiana. If we lose this game, we get that pick. Now, this team is already young enough. So I don't know who we can get in the draft or what we do in the draft or how we move in the draft, but that piece could work well in terms of trade. Like We can do a lot just having that leverage. So all is not lost if this team doesn't win this game. However, I'm always rooting for us to win. I hope that the Cavs win this game. I hope that Jared Allen is capable of playing um, because I think he provides us defensively, especially. And, and rebounding-wise, whether it's offensively or defensively, if it's an offensive rebound, he allows us extra shots at the basket. That's a plus. And defensively, 
just a defensive rebound or a block shot, of course, he eliminates more opportunities for the opposing team. So I'm hoping for the best, of course, always am, always am. But all is not lost if the Cavs don't win this game. But let's all get out, let's all support, let's put on our wine and gold. Let's hope and pray that this Cavs team can prevent Trey Young from putting up numbers. Because this dude against us, I mean, he puts up numbers anyway. But here are his, his numbers against us. 24-7, that wasn't a loss. 35-11, and 41-9, and 30-9. Assists, those are assists. He's averaging 32.5 and 9 assists versus us. So if, he, if we can figure out a way to either allow him to have those points and those in that type of a game, and then we get, you know, eliminate the other parts of, of that team or really put the clamps on this guy and shut him down or, or make it tough for him and he don't have these particular numbers. We can do those, either one of those things. I think things will be great for us. If we don't, all is not lost. I think Evan Mobley is the truth. I think we may actually have our superstar. Evan just ain't there yet. I need Evan to go work with Tim Duncan or look at tape on Tim Duncan. Look at tape on um, Chris Bosh, especially the tape on Chris Bosh in Miami. I think the Chris Bosh that we saw in, in Toronto was really good. But I actually think his last couple of years in Miami, especially after LeBron left, I think he was special, honestly. As, and I say it a lot because I'm not no huge Chris Bosh guy. So I think that's some takeaways from that. Evan, do your, do your work. Because if, if this dude can get two, maybe three, work on two or three actual moves, get his footwork together, get his weight up, man, he could be a monster. And maybe he's that superstar or that star that we actually need to build around or to, to make things different so that we can consistently be a playoff team. And if we can do that while this dude is young, that's even better. So that's my take on the Cavs. Go Cavs. I'm all in. Let's get it. Let's play well. All right. Switch it up a little bit. You know, I'm all Browns all the time. I'm always ready to talk about the Browns. People always kind of trip when I don't talk about the Browns. They always expect me to be Browns ready. I, I got the insight. I know this. I know that. I Literally had one of my good friends. Uh, I've been friends with this guy for almost 30 years. Literally had him in a group chat say, hey, you're supposed to be the sportscaster, blah, 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 and such and such. Like just kind of blasting me with some stuff. These are the things that come my way because people, that, they assume and anticipate that I have some inside bag on whatever's happening. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just, I've, I've uh, used the power of, of trickeration, make y'all think that I know some stuff that I don't always know. <laughs> Sometimes I do that. Um, but here recently, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the day that this came out. It's, it's, been, it's been a couple of days. 
but because I'm Browns all the time and because I love talking about the Cleveland Browns and I actually like where my team is right in this moment. Um, we still got a couple couple more things we need to do, but I'm, I'm very proud of where we are. I'm happy about where we are. Um, so Baker Mayfield steps out from underneath whatever rock he's he's been acting like he was hiding under, and he needed to. Honestly, I'm kind of poking poking a bear at this point, but he needed to stand down. He needed to be off social media. He needed to stay away. So he came out with this podcast, and not him, but these folks brought him on their podcast, and he spotted off a bunch of things, um, a bunch of his feelings and a bunch of his thoughts. Some of it, you know, wasn't wasn't the worst thing in the world. Some of it wasn't the best stuff in the world, but he had his moment to, you know, kind of express himself after the Deshaun Washington trade and after the Browns basically told him to kick rocks. And uh, let's let's so so let's kind of kind of even the, the 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 level of emotions. Baker's an emotional guy. I can be an emotional guy. And I've had things to say about Baker um, in our in our history, you know, on this show. So I don't want to be unfair. So I, I kept hearing all these. You know, here's the thing: the media puts out sound bites for you guys that don't know. And it'll make something sound like something just to get you, and especially in this day and age, the clickbait. So you click on it. Now they got these advertisements and all these things floating, but you're trying to get to this thing, right? I just want to see this, what Baker said, or I want to see what this person said. And that's what was happening. I'm hearing talk shows and I'm hearing um, pieces and parts of what Baker actually said. So here's what I mean when I say I do research. I don't just click Google all the time. I don't just um, look at stats all the time. I sometimes need context. I need to hear what that person actually said. I need to hear the question. And I need to hear the background around, the full background around the the sentence. Because what came before that, what came after that. I want to be fair. And I've been hard on Baker. Still hard on Baker. And you'll hear in a minute how hard I am on Baker. But I wanted to be fair. I didn't want to just do no emotional, oh, he said the Browns did him bad, blah, blah, blah. So said, oh, he said, um, hold on, because I got some stuff written there. Oh, he said, you know, he played like this, blah, blah, blah. All of the stuff that's out in the media right now, 
those little clickbait topics. You know, he felt disrespected by the Browns. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, I wish I could show up at somebody's cubicle and boo them. They just gave you that part. They didn't give you the context. So, I won't say I wasted, but I can't get back the hour and change that I spent trying to listen to that podcast. I know some people say that about my podcast, so I'm not hating. This ain't hate. But I only tuned into this podcast to hear and to be fair to Baker before I did my podcast, okay? So I can give you a, a fair assessment of that podcast and what Baker said in that podcast. So let's let's dissect a few things that happened. Few things, few takeaways, shall we? So I found out something that I already knew. Baker doesn't understand the, the business side of this game. Him feeling disrespected is him not understanding that this is a business. In business, you get shot on. Take it from me, because I've been shot on. In business, when you're doing business, you get shat on. And you could, I'm not upset at him being, feeling disrespected. I felt disrespected. I felt frustrated. I was ready to beat people up. I was ready to attack people and be mad at people. And y'all don't see what I've done. You don't see what I gave up to be here. You don't understand what I did to make this work. I 1,000% understand what Baker is saying. However, it is a business. It's not your team. You play on it. It's not your team. You have to elevate your team, and you have to be a guy like a Aaron Rodgers who can talk crap about the team in, in public in the media, and this team still bends over backwards for you. Baker, you're not that dude. You're not that dude. You think you are. You're not that guy. You have to understand who you are, and I think, Baker, there's something else I took away from the podcast. I think Baker thinks, and he should, fair, being fair, because I think highly of myself. Baker thinks higher of himself than anybody else on the planet. But, I mean, I've always said, hell, if I don't believe it, how am I going to sell it to you? So you have to keep believing, and you have to keep selling, and you have to keep making whatever, you know, got you to where you you ended up because Baker's a hard worker. He puts in the work. He does. But I'll be honest with you, having a podcast with some of your homies, um, it doesn't move me. But, and, and listen, and they ain't allowing no tough questions. They're just allowing him to open up and have a platform. 
but they didn't ask him nothing tough. You know, they didn't dig into him like, why did you play if you knew you was hurt? Or if you felt like your confidence was going down. They ain't they do that. I would have. But he ain't coming on my show. Because I started with them questions. But he ain't coming on my show. He wanted to go on a show to try to open up. And, and, he, and he deserves that. Again, I'm not unfair. He deserves that opportunity. Open up. Be fair. Uh, be clear. And even be yourself. And I think we saw him being himself. He was very comfortable. He was very, um, um, what's the word? It's, I, it's a word that I had in my mind. But he was very comfortable. Um, he seemed, I wouldn't say he seemed at peace. I won't say that because I don't think he knows what peace is. I think he loves turmoil. And here's why I say this. I think he loves turmoil because I think he needs turmoil to be baker. And that says something about his mentality. It says something about who and what he actually is. He's he, he said he has a Napoleon complex. He said he's uh, you know a control freak. Of course he is. So do you not think that some of that played out uh, versus how he plays uh, the game or how he moves into the game? It does. It absolutely does. It plays into all of that. So now you have a guy who is a control freak. Now you have a guy who has a Napoleon complex, who has a guy like OBJ who might not be doing what you want him to be doing. He's not running around you want him to be running. So you think that just went away? You don't think there was some static? You don't think there was some energy there? Of course it was. He didn't say that, and there was no question about that, but of course it was. And that's how that works. So that plays out. And we're just talking about, and in this moment, I'm just talking about that. I ain't even talking about what actually occurs in these games or what ended up happening after OBJ was gone. Because we haven't even touched on him playing injured. He tried to play this card of, oh, man, once I raised my arm, I knew I couldn't play. I just said, man, we got to shut it down. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're a liar. No, you did not. Your actual quote from that week was, I decide. I know my body. I decide when I play. This is his actual quote. Now, the Browns just let him walk himself into that dumb corner. That's on him. That's not on the Browns. Go ahead. You want to play? Go ahead, man. The defense was getting better. The offense was stinking. And it was stinking because of number six. Don't nobody want to talk about that. You want to go back? We'll go back to the middle of the season, week three, week four, week five of last season. Go back and look at those shows or go back and listen to those shows and hear what I was saying back then. I said that dude needs to sit his ass down. 
somebody needs to go in. If I was his agent, if I was his people, if I was a part of his team, sit down, bro. You trying to get this money? Sit down. You're losing it right now. Sit down. He also said in his podcast, he also said he hates the business side of this. So you're not good at this business side and neither is your freaking team. He lives too much on emotion. He thinks too much with emotion. And I I think I heard him kind of trying to turn that page, which is good. It's good for him. That's good for him. I'm glad. What he doesn't need, though, is to continue down this road of, I got this boulder on my shoulder. You can, you can, you can be pissed off, and you cannot forget. But trust me, man, boulders on your shoulders only only throws your shoulder out. Your shoulder already messed up, right? So you got this boulder on your shoulder. You think you're just gonna show up and, and outplay everybody all the time? Sometimes you got to be smart. Sometimes it ain't the physical part. It's the mental part. And what I got out of this thing, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he didn't do anything to hurt himself. Blah, blah, blah. People are going to hear this. Here's what I got out of this. Baker's weak mentally. He's a child. He's a little guy who's upset about a lot of stuff because he's a little guy. You got to get past that. You have to get past that. Right? Am I rooting for you? Yeah. Actually, I am. I'm rooting for Baker. I'm not rooting for him on no other team, but I'm rooting for him the individual. Because I rooted for you when he was here. The problem is, I'm just an honest guy. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to act like I'm not going to be honest. I'm honest. And it's better for my show, for me to be objective and to tell you the truth so you guys can't eviscerate me one of the problems in this industry you know i have been you know once you start doing a certain thing especially on youtube they start feeding you a certain thing well i've gotten a hold of a couple people's podcasts and i've you know gone in on them on their podcast you know what happened these guys had to retract certain statements i had a guy say some stuff about cleveland and i went in on this dude you know what he said, man? I'm just having fun, bro. Well, I, guess what? I'm having fun too, but I'm not underselling the people that have decided that they want to watch this podcast anytime that we do. I appreciate you guys, but I'm not going to undersell you. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm a, and it's going to be based in some level of reality. It's not just going to be based in entertainment. And that's probably why we only we, we don't get around that often because we're not trying to be entertaining. We're actually trying to have an actual sports show that you want to tune into. The sports show that I want is what I have. I want to hear somebody be honest with me. I don't always want to hear ranting and raving. And I don't always want to hear the emotional stuff. We have people that we'll bring in for that. And we will, you know, have those folks. But aside from that, I want to make sure that my show is as close to you know, reality and based in some level of truth that people can go back and check. Fact check me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I've done the fact checking myself. Now, my opinion is my opinion. 
And my opinion of this situation, my opinion of Baker, is simple. Go back to the basics. Stay off social media. Stop doing podcasts. Stop talking. Shut the hell up. Rehab. And then go do your work. What's his wife's name? Emily. Get Emily off of social media. Stop allowing her to say anything. She's a wife, not a player, not a coach. We don't care what she thinks. Stop making her a target. You're making her a target, bro. Take her off the damn dartboard, please. So that nobody's coming at her. Protect your wife. That's protecting your wife. I don't want to get into that slap shit, but that's protecting your wife. Do that, do those things, plus perform on the field, bro. Give people the most that you can give them. Perform, show up, and understand that this is a business, and this business comes with uh, road graders, and they will run your ass over. This business don't care about you, man. We've watched one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time get traded, Joe Montana. Because they brought in somebody to replace him. You are not Joe Montana, and you are not Steve Young. You are not Aaron Rodgers. They drafted a dude to replace Aaron Rodgers. You ain't Aaron Rodgers. You're not. They brought in the guy to replace Eli Manning. Guess what? You're not Eli Manning. Eli got two Super Bowls. You're not Eli Manning. So why do you think you're so special? What have you done? You ain't done nothing. This is a business. And you better get your ass with the program. Because you're not even a starting quarterback right now. You're not a starting quarterback. Whatever team, like, nigga, excuse me. That just, listen to me. This is how frustrating this is to me. In fact, this dude on the season. You are trying to tell me that if the Pittsburgh Steelers fix this guy up, that you have to compete with Mason Rudolph? Say that to yourself 10 times. By the time you get to the third time, you're like, damn, maybe this dude ain't that good. Baker Mayfield is, is a decent quarterback. That's it. He's decent. He's Marcus Mariota, decent. Right now, he's Carson Wentz, decent. I think Carson is a little bit better than Baker. Because Carson understands certain things that Baker does not. And Carson doesn't bring it. Carson's problem is Carson seems to be a, a, a locker room teammate type of problem. That's what it seems like. I've heard I heard that coming out of Philly. 
than the fact that these guys didn't want to stick it in. And he kind of collapsed down the end of the, uh, of the season last year. I don't know what that's all about. However, Baker is one of those guys. You're a middle of the road guy. And he talks and moves and he acts like he's some superstar. You know how many people, Gino Toretta won a Heisman Trophy. Gino Toretta. Somebody said something about uh, Russell Wilson today on, on, on Facebook. Oh, he has zero MVPs. I said, Brian Sight won an MVP. Is he in your top 10 quarterbacks? Is he? I bet he ain't. I bet you ain't even know Brian Sight won an NFL MVP. See what I'm saying? People like to say stuff, but it don't equate to anything. That's why I love context. I love context. I'm grateful that I grew up in an educational system that taught me context. I need to know what they were talking about. I need to understand where this conversation is moving to. And I'm grateful for that. And that's how I move in terms of the show. That's how I move in terms of my life. So, my takeaways are, babe, just get your shit together. Grow up. Stop living on a campus in Norman, Oklahoma. Stop thinking that you're the Heisman Trophy winner. You ain't won the Heisman Trophy since you won the Heisman Trophy. Bro. Cut it out. That said, I'm going to get the hell out of here. I don't want to waste a whole bunch of your time. I just want to be awesome love. We're going to go Cavs. Check us out. Uh, this will be streaming on, of course, YouTube. Uh, check us out on, uh, what is it, Two Guys and a Mic, 216 on YouTube. Uh, it will be streaming audio-wise on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, come check us out. Come hit us up. Give us those numbers. We love them. We love the numbers that we get. We enjoy these numbers. I wish I would have gotten this out a little bit earlier because we actually have a bigger audience than we know tonight than we have at any point in time. So uh, look for this, my, my audio streamers. I love y'all, and we will get this out for y'all tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be out today, but probably won't end until tomorrow night. Uh, also, again, I said go Cavs, go Cavs. Love y'all, peace.